Today in Breaking It Up, we're going to do more work on the ICAT case involving John Hanlon, who was wrongly and disgracefully besmirched as a result of this protracted four-year investigation, which produced absolutely nothing in the way of evidence of wrongdoing. Now, the uh, ICAT Commissioner, Anne Vanstone, to her credit, has said that she's going to get to the bottom of what happened. She's cut short her personal holidays uh, to get on top of this, and she has one of the state's most respected legal minds and someone who I know is a really good bloke, John Sulan, a former Supreme Court judge, who is um, trying to get to the bottom of how this whole thing transpired. She said that um, she's uh, going to sort of keep her powder dry in terms of her full response pending what Judge Suland discovers. There's just one thing that I think is, is interesting, and it's interesting in light of uh, the documents that have now emerged as a result of the, the case collapsing uh, last week. In the Commissioner's statement, um, Anne Vanstone said this last week, the ICAC does not determine what matters should be prosecuted or how they should be prosecuted nor does the ICAC prosecute. Now, that is true. However, the ICAC plays a hugely important role in providing briefs of evidence to be assessed against DPP prosecution guidelines, and it's part of this obligation in briefing to, to, to disclose all material found in investigations, despite whether that information might be inconvenient to a prosecution case. Now, I, I, I mention all that because as a result of the case collapsing last week, there's a whole bunch of documents that are now publicly available, and I've got one of them here in my hand. Now, much of the information that was given to the DPP by ICAC in preparing, in, in preparing what it regarded as a strong case against poor old John Hanlon was this spreadsheet. Now... The spreadsheet, there's a version of this spreadsheet that documents the dates of his travel to Germany, his itinerary, the places he claimed to have visited from the statement that he gave to ICAC, and the times of his travel arrangements, including uh, flights, what have you, and uh, where he was staying. And then there's also another spreadsheet that documents where his wife and daughter were, remembering that the central allegation was that he was claiming to be working and he was actually having a private holiday with his wife and daughter. So the spreadsheet that was originally used to make the case against Mr Hanlon has a really significant gap in it because there is now a fuller version of the spreadsheet that contains a long column, sort of think about it in the context of an Excel spreadsheet. I'll hold it up here mm. for the purposes of people on the live stream. That has all of the data about the telephone towers in Germany showing where Mr. Hanlon was when he was allegedly doing all of these nefarious things. This extra column in yellow highlighted there, says things like this, uh, 9.32pm, Nachtal Benweg 50, 13088 Berlin, Strand, Siedlung, Malchow, Berlin, Deutschland, 
4pm, same address, then 9.19am the following day, Berenstrasse 40, Mitte Berlin, Deutschland. None of that information was in the spreadsheet that was given to the DPP. So this is the and this is the evidence that's, that corroborates his version of events. This is the evidence, and he, John Hanlon himself and his legal team, and bearing in mind that Sean Fuster wrote that really powerful mm. piece, wholly based it was a straight court report based on the utter indignation of John Hanlon's defence lawyers at discovering that ICAC had evidence three years ago that could have actually killed this whole thing stone motherless dead. So this document that I'm holding, what John Hanley did, because he only saw this a couple of weeks ago, he was going, hang on a minute, why is that stuff, why is that column not in the version that was being used against me? So he sat down with Google Maps and he typed in all of these addresses and there's, there's scores of them. And do you know what they show? That the guy was telling the truth all along because every single one of these addresses matches up with buildings which were being used in Berlin to create innovation centres, advanced manufacturing centres, the exact kind of stuff that Mr Hanlon pioneered through mm. Lot 14. How do we reuse old buildings to create spaces that can be centres of excellence, the sort of stuff that's been happening at Tonsley at the old Mitsubishi site? Every single thing this poor bloke was doing was 100% work-related and all of the other phone records that, that, that relate to his wife and daughter show that they were off doing shopping and having mm. fun and having lunches on a trip that he paid for out of his own pocket. So it's a very good question, and I'm sure that it's something that the excellent John Sulem will have on his dance card, but how is it that that whole exculpatory column of vital information somehow didn't make it into the document that the DPP was using? Invites you to draw all sorts of wild conclusions, but we need some answers on it, I think. Totally. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.